This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, Christian Family Church, Johannesburg. It's so good to be here tonight. It's just an amazing, amazing privilege for us. But I, I never did it in the previous three services, so I wanted to in- introduce you to my Philippians 4 This is what she looks like. A glorious work from God. Yeah, I thank God for her. Thank you so much. No, she's not going to say anything. This is my time. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to issue an eviction order or an eviction. Uh, we, we, we're going we're to send bitterness to where it belongs. And so I just want to start off with Colossians 3 verse 13. Uh, Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one. It was such a lovely song, just the peace of the anointed one, who called you to peace as part of his one body and always be thankful. And, and I went two verses on, uh, which wasn't on the screen, but just to get to this point and be thankful, I, I want to give you a tip. Don't look into the sun directly because it's not good for your eyes. (laughs) Thankfulness is is such a a great weapon. The Bible encourages us to, to be thankful for everything that God has done because God is faithful. He is an awesome God. He has no rival and he has no equal. And all his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So <laughs> he, he is just awesome. And he says, be thankful for everything. That is your insulation against all the bad things happening around you. Be thankful. It's also protecting you from responding or reacting to certain things in the flesh. Just be thankful. Hallelujah. Focused people are thankful people. I, I just want to share a, 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 a few things about a well-known story. Uh, you will think that I love this story. It's the story of Joseph. You know that in the Old Testament. Joseph had dreams. God showed him dreams and visions. And so he was so excited about these dreams that he shared it with his brothers. Who of you know that that was a bit of a mistake at, at the time? It was a mistake. And, and so, he, but, but God showed him something that was to be fulfilled years later. The thing about dreams is God, God gives, gives you a dream in advance with a purpose. With a purpose. Something to hold on to when things aren't going the way you expected it to go. Something to hold on. There's a promise in that vision, in that dream. Also to warn us and to prepare us for the advances of the enemy or what he is planning in in our lives. In Joseph's case, I believe it was encouragement to hold on to and to stand in faith to see that God's God's vision, God's purpose, God's God's plan would come into fulfillment. Because when God's promises comes to pass, listen to this, when God's promises comes to pass, 
after we've been obedient and faithful, many souls are saved. Many souls are saved. If you, if you think fast forward in Joseph's story, many people will, were saved because he held on to God's dream for his life. Are you still with me? So we had a dream years ago, and, and it started out uh, uh, to, to manifest quickly. And if you can put on my first slide of the, of the building, uh, we, we, we got ground, a piece of land in a prime area from the municipality, and we paid 100 rand for it. Just a beautiful piece of land. And then people came to us. They said, they want to bless us with a steel structure and with an architect. And so they, they, they draw, drawn up the plans, and, and they gave us the structure, and they erected it, and we did some groundwork, and, and it was just awesome. It was just amazing. I thought, God gave me a dream, and, and this dream is coming to pass very quickly. And then all of a sudden, very quickly, everything stopped. For eight years, nothing happened. For eight years, it looked like that. You will still go onto Google Maps and, and, and Google uh, 14 Sierra Street in Model Park in Emelach Lenny, and, and, and they've still got that picture on. I don't know why. <laughs> but for years, for years, it, it just stood like that. And guess what happened in those eight years? People said bad things about us. People said bad things about me. He started and he couldn't finish. Oh, he's such and such and such. Oh, this and that. And, and this is just a, a, a big mess. This is just this and this is just that. And, and you know, in those times you are tempted to go and, and, and sort them out. You know, dreaming of a baseball bat in your hand, meeting them in a dark alley at night and they don't have a ball to play baseball with <laughs> now you want to break something but God took us into a place where my wife and myself we just we just found ourselves folded up into Christ Jesus we just we just studied him in us and us in him and what that all meant we just stayed in the word of God and now second slide it looks like this Ah, oh, praise the Lord. This, this picture was taken just before celebration and, and the, the tar uh, um, parking area is, is completely finished now. So you see, we, we, we need a few doors there on, on the top where the restaurant's going to be and at the bottom for the multi-purpose hall, then we're completely finished. <laughs> praise the Lord for He is good. I just also want to welcome everybody looking or watching us by live stream. I saw some of the comments this morning, and uh, I just want to praise God for you and for live stream and for technology, and uh, it's just awesome. Many were saved because we held on to the dream. And as I said this morning, we were able to hold on all because of Him. All because of him, not because of my ability, not because of my wife's spirituality, but because of him in us, living his life through us. All the glory to God. I almost forgot. I still want to honor again my spiritual parents, uh, Apostle Theo and Dr. Beth. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to share with you. 
I just also want to thank, if, if I'm allowed to, the Dream Teamers. Every time we come to Christian Family Church, Johannesburg, we feel so welcome. It feels like home. So thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate you. And, and, and so Joseph was thrown into a pit. His brothers took him out. He thought, okay, they came to their senses. Mm -mm. They just turned up the hurt. They, 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 they sold him off. Later on, he was thrown in jail because of something he didn't do. He just stuck to who he was. And in prison, he got promoted because he held on to the dream that God has given him. He's held on to God, who, has the, who is the dream giver and what God has shown him. And, and so... Some guys helped him out of prison uh, by interpreting a dream for Pharaoh. And in that, all that interpretation, he was promoted from a prisoner to prime minister in one day. You remember that? And, and so um, he became the second in command. And when the drought hit the whole world, everybody was looking to Egypt. And so this is where Joseph and his brothers were brought together again. And, and this, this must have been a difficult, difficult moment, especially for them, because he's a high-ranking guy now. He's got all the might and power and authority in the world, and here they come wanting just something to eat. And they must have thought, well, we might as well just take a chance, but he's going to kill us for sure. But Joseph met them with grace and mercy. Even after his father Jacob died, his brothers must have thought, now, because he just played the part because of, the, because of our father, now he's going to do something to us. Even then, nothing. Genesis 50, verse 19 to 20, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place, or am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is in this day to save many people alive. What an attitude. I want to encourage you to hold on to your dream. God has placed a dream in your heart. Hold on to that dream because a lot of people are depending on it to be fulfilled so that they would be saved alive. I hope you get this. <laughs> he, he, he was free to pursue the destiny of God for his life because he had a heart to forgive. He chose to do the business of God and to serve God and to serve people in love. He, 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 could have, he could have hung on to the offense or he could have let go and this was his choice and God knew he could be trusted. He could be trusted in a position of authority because of his heart. God knew that he would not abuse that authority because of the forgiveness in his heart. This, this is a beautiful story. If you can just meditate on this, just read it. You might be in a prison of offense. You might be in a place where people have placed you in a pit, and a pit is not a nice place. But I'm telling you that if you can get the revelation of the Holy Spirit tonight, you will not just come out of the prison, but you will be taken to a place, promoted to a place where you have never been before. If you can just focus tonight on the Word of God, on live stream, and yeah, if you can focus on the Word of God, I'm telling you that God will take you to a place where you have never been before. I have some good news tonight. We are serving an eviction order. It's, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's happening right here in this place tonight. Forgiveness is a non-negotiable. It doesn't matter how big the offense. Yeah, but pastor, you don't understand, man. You don't understand what they said about my shoes this morning. 
It's a, it's a non-negotiable. It doesn't matter how big the offense. There's no other way. You know, because unforgiveness stifles God's plan in your life. As long as we hold on to the past, we cannot do anything in the present. And God has, has called us, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely have received, freely give, but I'm hanging on to the past. I, 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 am, I am useless for now because unforgiveness stifles God's plans in our life. It clouds my motives. It, it, it pollutes my purpose and it tempts us to deviate from the course that God has set before us. When, when, when unforgiveness is present in your life, you feel weighed down, weighted down, you know, and easily worn out. You, you get tired quickly. You want to go to bed at, at five, six o'clock in the evening. If you want to do that, move to Scotland. You know what? It gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon in the winter. <laughs> I just, that was for free. That just... <laughs> But you feel weighed down and worn out. And it's forgiveness that takes away that, that weight, that hindrance in the way of what God wants to do in your life. When, when we forgive, real freedom comes. And that is God's dream for you, to live in freedom. To live in freedom. Thank you. And that's where I want to be. I want to be free in every aspect of my life. I don't want to be bothered with this one and that one and this offense and that offense. I don't mind if you, if you don't like it if I wear a, 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 a blue shirt. I know I look good. In Matthew 18, verse 21 and 30, 35, Jesus talks about forgiveness. And then he speaks about the tormentors that will torment us if we don't forgive. And, and these tormentors are demons which we allow into our lives to mess around with our lives. You don't want to do that. You have the authority over these things. And, and there's a lack of protection and the enemy will take advantage of that to make your life a mess. We have been forgiven by God for such a great debt, and yet we refuse to forgive others. When we do that, our spiritual covering, you remember the umbrella that we're under, is blown. We, we, we move out of under the umbrella, and when the storm comes, you're going to get wet. Another thing that happens when we refuse to forgive is we curse ourselves. You see, what we send forth with our tongues, life and death will bring forth a harvest. It's as easy as that. You all know that. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Then there's also the physical problems. And this is, uh, this is me medically proven that a lot of diseases and sicknesses in our lives are connected to bitterness. High blood pressure. Anxiety. Stress. Uh, depression, a low, low Im immune system, heart diseases. It is all connected to unforgiveness. And therefore, I want to I, I, I just encourage you tonight. Bitterness is the result of unforgiveness, and we need to get rid of bitterness. The way we, we, we get rid of bitterness is by 
forgiveness, obviously. So, but, but we come in a place where we want revenge. You know, we, we get that baseball bat and dark alley type of feeling every now and again. And I just want to, you know. Uh, um, and in the meantime, I'm so focused on, on getting back or, or getting right or getting my way that I miss the things that God brings into my life. You remember the illustration uh, of, of the four guys in, in white shirts and four guys in, in, in black shirts? They, they, both teams have a, have a basketball. And so they say, you should count how many times the guys in the white shirts pass the ball to one another. So they start. And they're running up and down between each other. It's just a zigzag. And, and they pass the ball. So I'm watching the screen. And I'm 13. The, 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 the thing stops. And, and the commentator says, they passed, the white team passed the ball 13 times. And I'm like, yeah, baby. I'm focused. He says, but did you see the guy in the bear suit moonwalking across the floor? I'm like, really? So we rewind it. Watch it again. Here comes a guy. While they're busy passing the ball, running around, here comes a guy nonchalantly walking into bear suit on, and he starts <laughs> moonwalking. And, and that is exactly what happens to us. We, we are so focused on unforgiveness. We are so focused on, on, on getting back, <laughs> getting this person in the dark alley, that we miss what God brings into our lives to bless us with. And you see, the offender has power over you until you forgive. This, this should irritate you if nothing else will. You can be sitting around as angry as ever, thinking that as long as you don't forgive, you are punishing that person. While in the meantime, they're going, they're going on with their lives. They're not even thinking about you. They're not even concerned about you. They don't look at your updates on Facebook. I've seen that. People... people Run to Facebook for, for counseling. And let me tell you, Facebook is not a good counselor. They will just help you in your nonsense. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm so angry. This guy did this to me, and he said this about me, and, and, and now I, I, I am sick. I'm, I'm, I'm bedridden with sickness. And, and, and I'm like, really? Just get rid of it. Just forgive. And now the comments are, oh, like he, did, he didn't do that uh, thing. He shouldn't have done that. He's such a bad guy. And, and you're just getting helped into more and more and more bitterness. But am I punishing them by staying angry and thinking thoughts of revenge? No. They, they don't even worry about me. Maybe we just need to get quiet with God and, and just let Holy Spirit reveal to us if there's any form of unforgiveness in our lives. Just any form, even if it's a little bit. Because if it's a little bit, it, it, it releases bitterness into our lives. And bitterness does not come in small packages. Bitterness grows. Bitterness becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Hebrews 12 verse 15 says, Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. You see, it grows. A stronghold, we sang about a stronghold just now. A stronghold is an ingrained, repetitive thinking process your mind regularly 
travels down. What you think determines how you see yourself, how you see others, and how you see the world. Did you get that? What you think determines how you see yourself, how you see others, and how you see the world. You see, bitterness, when bitterness springs up, many become defiled. Bitter people are dangerous people. It's not only them that becomes defiled, but everybody around them. And, and so, right or wrong, what your thoughts gravitate to determines how you live and who you will become. Therefore, a stronghold is just a dominating thought pattern that rules how you think, how you respond, and how you behave. And thought patterns can bring you into life or into ruin. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 26 and 27, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. We give the devil place through unforgiveness. He loves to, to, to play with bitterness in our lives. Start working on a stronghold. If we don't deal with offenses immediately, that thing starts immediately. We give him place and, long, and, and, and before long, we find ourselves thinking more of the offender than anything else. And we're missing the opportunities that God has created for us to grow and be the person that he has made us, called us, and designed us to be. Bitterness is a horrible waste of good energy. Bitterness is a bad tenant. Bitterness is not supposed to be a resident. Bitterness needs to be evicted from our lives. No matter how big or how great this, this offense was, was, was against you, we need to let it go because Jesus forgave us all our sins. And, and there's more to life than holding on to the past. There's more to life than holding on to, to getting getting revenge. I want to take you through five steps. And then we're going to just spend some time in the Holy Spirit, just, just by praying, praying in the Spirit and ask Him if there's something. And, and I'm telling you, you're going to be set free tonight in the name of Jesus. And there's, there's things in your body that was bothering you. I'm specifically thinking of, of, of bad backs, knees, ears, and even HIV that will leave your body tonight. I need you to respond in obedience. The first thing is you need to recognize what unforgiveness is. It is a sin. And what do we do with sin? I recognize means to admit it and confess it. And confessing means to agree with God. 1 John 1 uh, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for washing away my sin. I recognize Unforgiveness is a sin. Revoke, the second one, revoke the legal right for bitterness to remain. It doesn't have a right when I have confessed. Choose to forgive. Choose to forgive. 
Seek, for, seek forgiveness for your part. Renounce your rights not to forgive. Renounce your inner vows not to forgive. Renounce the lie that you have believed. Make a conscious choice to forgive. Even if the feelings of forgiveness are not there, release your offender into the hands of Jesus and bless them. Bless them. I, I, I told this story at, at celebration that God spoke to me about an offender that I spent a lot of energy on thinking about, the dark alley thing. And so, Holy Spirit, I sense Holy Spirit said, ask him for forgiveness. And so when I did that, it was just such an amazing breakthrough in the Spirit. I, I took the word and my enjoyment of reading the Bible came back multiplied. My, my intimacy with God just grew magnificently. I, I don't know how to describe it, but the joy came back. The joy of the Lord. And that's the place where we want to be. We want to be free. We want to experience the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. The, the, the third one is regain. Ask God to regain the surrendered ground that you have given the enemy uh, and where bitterness took, where bitterness could take root. Sorry about that. Ask God to restore your soul. You've confessed your sin. Ask him to take that area of your life over and renew your thoughts. Surrender to him. Surrender to him. Remove the stronghold of bitterness and replace it with God's word. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the strongholds of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So I remove that thing in the name of Jesus because I've confessed it as a sin. I have asked God to regain or, or to replace, and I have forgiven. Now I can remove that thing by the authority, by the name of Jesus, and, and think new thoughts. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I welcome you to renew my mind as I read your word to just bring new thoughts, new thought processes into my heart. And the last one, the last R is repent of any false identity that you have received from your offenders and replace it with the truth of who you are in Christ Jesus. Sometimes our offenders can say bad things. Are you a high heel wearer? So now, you know, I think, oh, that's what it is. I, I hate this person. I just want to get, get revenge. But in my heart, I'm feeling like, yeah, I am a pink high heel wearer. No, 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 no. I'm going to replace that false identity. I'm confessing it. I'm repenting of it. I'm turning away from it. And I take what God says about me. I am more than a conqueror. I am a victor. A victor a victor. I walk in victory. I am a lover of God. I'm a lover of people. I, 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 I am a, I, I'm everything that is good because God says he loves me. I am his son. I am his daughter and I love him. I call him Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Did you get something tonight? Give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand to our feet quickly. Let's stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. 
for He is good. Yeah. Let's just, let's just pray in the Spirit just for one minute. Just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit and pray out loud. Let the Holy Spirit come tonight. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Just reveal, reveal what is holding us back from our abundant life in you. The life that you have called us to. Yes, come on. Come on. Holy Spirit, just show us, show us, reveal to us that which, which, which is a hindrance between you and us. Oh, we, we want to live that life, the good life that you prepared ahead of time, that you prearranged for us to walk in. Oh, Father, Father, help us. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God has shown you that there's something that you need to respond to tonight. I, I just want you to raise your hand quickly. Just raise your hand. I want to forgive. I want to, I want to be obedient to what God is saying to me right now. I want to forgive. I want to repent of this unforgiveness. I want to serve an eviction notice to bitterness in my life. I had enough. Anybody like that? Yeah, there's a few people. Father, we thank you. Just lift up our hands. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Your word that sets free. Your word that, that, that shows us, that reveals the way, the truth, and the life. Christ Jesus. And Father, I pray for everyone that had their hand raised now. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you will show your power, that you will show your strength in their lives to do what you have told them to do right now. That they will forgive, that your forgiveness will flow, that the church will become the church without bitterness. Without bitterness, no bitterness among us. That the world can see Jesus in us and through us. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for deliverance in this evening. In the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, I command bitterness to go right now. Right now in Jesus' name. And we thank Him for it. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus, for life. Life in abundance. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com